radio for the Sacramento Valley, the foothills, and beyond. You are listening to Love in the 21st Century. We are on every Tuesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Tonight is hosted by Adam Mose and myself, Tamara Wickmaw. We are a live call-in radio show, so if you feel inspired to be a part of our conversation, which we hope you do, dial 530-895-1114. That will get you directly on the air. And we like to say we're one-third self-love guide, one-third compassion training, one-third dating advice. So thank you for joining the conversation Tonight, we will be talking about what is love that has sort of been our theme for the last few weeks, and Adam will be leading us in our conversation and our dialogue as we discuss what is love. Is there anything else you'd like to intro our show with, Adam, before we listen to this great song, What is Love, by Howard Jones? Just uh, grateful that you're tuning in with us, and... um I look forward to sharing with you and perhaps hearing from you about this very important topic. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you all for listening. We'll be with you very shortly. Enjoy What is Love. Sometimes 
what is love? That is exactly what we're talking about here on Love in the 21st Century, where we have conversations that hopefully get to the heart of the matter. I mean, it's it's such a beautiful and diverse and ongoing topic, so that's what we keep talking about. But tonight we're going to be looking at that topic specifically. What is love? So thank you, Adam. Mm-hmm. And we are under your your shepherding lead so. oh my goodness wow thanks uh-huh. it's um truly a pleasure truly always really what we love to talk about and love to try to um uh raise consciousness of mm-hmm. and um from you might recall i'm just you know assuming we're starting fresh here, but you might have heard we were talking from the Buddhist perspective. Um, Love is something very concrete and personal. And it's like a verb, you know. It's something you can do. It's something you can develop. It it puts the, the power of love squarely within one's own mind within yourself so um there's many many different definitions and many many different um flavors shades of love but what what i want to offer is something practical something that's um quite concrete and in that sense it is one of the four. Love is one of the four ways in which you can bring forth your genuine being. Bring forth, you know, something really uh, central to who you really are. So that's that's just wonderful. That's just wonderful. I was always curious in the 80s when these tunes we're offering here uh, were popular. It's like, who am I? What's what's my role in all of this? And um, the culture offers an answer to that question. The, the family of origin, of course, offers an answer to that question. But when you look in the grander scheme of things, like when you try to answer that question apart from the familial, the relational, the cultural, all the societal ways in which we get our identity, then it seems to get pretty flimsy. It seems to open out into some something imponderable. That's not a problem of you. That's not you know, a fault. That's genuinely how it is, you know. Each of us is inherently something vaster than the definitions that we get from the family of origin, from our peer group, from our culture, from our society. Those all tell us, you know, who we think we are. But it always remains in that realm of 
concept and thought, structure and definition. And um, why we're love in the 21st century is because, I think, part of this thing is like this change in paradigm where these old structures of definition and so forth are starting to get a little worn around the edges or a little clunky. And a new vision is emerging. So um, love is very central to that. And from our understanding, it's just one of the four. It's one of the ways in which you can bring forth your genuine being. What are the other three? Compassion, joy, and equanimity. Mm. And um, we could have three other shows. Mm -hmm. Compassion in the 21st century, joy in the 21st century, equanimity in the 21st century, because those are all equally vast, potent, powerful topics. Mm -hmm. But love is just so much more catchy. There's so many more pop songs about that four-letter word rather than joy or equanimity or compassion. But they go together in, in my understanding as a package. It's a package deal. And so it's a bit of a trick, you know, to, to really perfect love, to bring forth that pure quality of love in your mind, you need the other three. So, um, we've, we've mentioned this before in a very straightforward way, you know, like, what is love? Okay, here we go. The million dollar answer. Mm. It's wanting the other's happiness. And working towards that. Just cherishing the other. So it is relational in its nature. Like it works at this... um, on the relative level, relationship. Um, but it's just that that beautiful, it's when you give rise to that feeling, cherishing the other, adoring, wanting their happiness, working towards it, you, you get this fantastic feeling. It feels like something entirely natural. And my experience with fatherhood and parenting, you know, that's where it comes out. That's where it shows the most, you know, like the most dearest love you have. With a partner, 
you know, your beloved, with your children, with your family, you know, those first connections that you just, you feel, I'd do anything for them, help them in any way to achieve their genuine happiness. And then, of course, the feeling of having that received is ultimate bliss, you know? It's hard when you want to give love and it's not being received. But if if it's really like that pure kind of like, I just want their happiness, I just want what's going to be helpful, appropriate for them, then when it's received, it always feels so satisfying. The the first of the other three comes into play when it's not received. When we want to give love and we can't, somehow they are in their own process to such an extent that the help, the love that I want to give, it's um, not what they need. So then, instead of getting pissed, instead of getting irritated, what? You don't want my love? Then the compassion kicks in. And it's like, I can't make them happy. There's nothing I can do. But I can, I can want for them to be free of their suffering that's natural. That's what I'm feeling. So it means I have to I have to resonate. I have to understand how that suffering exists within me as a potential. I not might not be experiencing the kind of suffering that they're feeling that they're in. But I go into my experience and I think, yeah, there's been times, you know, I've been that misunderstood or that you know secondary third problem like piling up on top of each other I forgot I can't even get to that bottom problem that's that's got me wound up and and feel compassion for them and that feels good too Compassion is like, I'll just offer you the space. I don't know exactly what you need to get, you know, to give. But I'm trusting that you're in your process and that you'll be able to manifest what you need, you know, in your own time. And I'm here that way. And if there's something I can do, to diminish your suffering, you know, in the meantime, I'm ready with that. That's a compassion definition. Mm-hmm. And it fits together with that love part. They got to work together. Then there's the joyfulness. Which turns out is our also 
basic nature. It's also inherent. It's not the kind of joy that you get from getting this and that new treat. There's, there is that kind of joyfulness, you know. I'm going to take you to Disneyland. It's the happiest place on earth. Yay, we're all going to feel fun. We have a good time while we're there. But it's dependent on this, this you know, place. It's not dependent. Your joyful nature isn't dependent on any particular situation, item, stimulus, whatever. But it is the pleasure of life, the joy of life experiencing itself. So when love and compassion aren't working, Like we don't want to get all heavy in mm-hmm. the in the what's causing all this suffering, what is causing it? Oh, it's just because we haven't noticed that that natural innate joyfulness. And um, my wife, amazing teacher and guide and healer that she is, she always has this bubbly innate joyfulness so maybe maybe i have a little a little leg up you know with that one but she's always ready to just be in joyism that's one of her that's like her basic belief system and um then the the space has even more energy for its unfolding, for those problems to work themselves through. The only problem with with joyism, when you really get in touch with that innate, say, blissfulness, is to not bliss out. And um, become all, what is it? Let's say overly elated, like de- like detached from yeah. I'm not reality? right. I'm not going to be able to engage. So we need some equanimity. Mm-hmm. Um, equanimity is this kind of sense of of seeing equality, seeing that um, those who are close to us and cherished, you know, they draw out our love most easily. Those who are apart from us and, you know, in their own, in their own way, like, uh, Joe Blow on the street, you're passing, you don't know them. You don't feel that same bond. You don't feel that same closeness now. But when we go back into that real basic nature, that's taking rebirth lifetime after lifetime. That's getting to experience the fruits of its karma. That's coming through with all these different relationships and juxtapositions 
beginninglessly. When did that start? Never started. It's beginninglessness. Right now, right in the present moment, it is beginninglessness. Given that context, there isn't a single other mind with whom we haven't had at one time or another the intimate bond of love and affection that we now experience with our close ones. So this idea that um, just holding on so tight onto our close ones and even at the expense of those, you know, apart and far away, when that becomes, you know, ridiculous to hold that kind of opposition, then you have genuine equanimity. You can see the equality. That brings down the elation. And it lays the foundation for that real genuine love. We want the happiness for those who are close to us. We want the happiness for those who are apart from us. We want the happiness for those who are potentially antagonistic or mischievous against us. So that kind of unbiased. Usually that's where we start when we're saying we want to really generate love, loving kindness, and make it real and make it like a verb, you know, something you can engage in. You have to take a step back. (laughs) We're going to take a running leap. But first take a step back and see the equanimity the equality, the inherent equality of phenomena. It's easier. We're not we're not grasping onto this particular phenomena. We're not pushing that other phenomena away. Oh I had a little poem about that. It's like being of no opinion, I can genuinely be like for you. If I'm of no opinion, then I can genuinely be before for you. And um, that, I know that doesn't work with talk radio. Talk radio is all opinion. Mm-hmm. And opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. I, just as you're sharing that, I think about attempting to employ that in relationship. Yeah. Or in... Uh, just conversation with people that are close to me and uh, well I see how it would be really beneficial to be of no opinion and I also see how in my life I am of many opinions in in things that maybe I don't need to be so opinionated about <laughs> uh, it's just interesting how those how those opinions just just pop up like popcorn. You don't even really have to think about them. They're just there. And um, I was recently talking with my friend just about the subconscious mind Mm. and um, how subversive it is, just how it gets in there. And And funny. And funny, yeah. And ways that it just like, yeah, kind of 
will take me on a little um, trip down a rabbit hole sometimes. And it's all because of not being, um, you know, aware or vigilant about the thoughts that are going in my mind. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just think of that in relation to opinions. And Mm -hmm. um, sometimes um, I know that I've been told that I... That I don't necessarily have to say how I'm feeling. Can you can see how I'm feeling <laughs> based on my you know facial expressions and whatnot? And I think about that in in the forms of opinions and how that can um, yeah remove take me away from equanimity and sure. away from uh, just being there for the other or loving the other. Right. Right. Yeah. Loving the other begins with being there. And um, that's already there, if you have an opinion about it or not. Mm-hmm. So there's this idea of like um, new paradigm where we're seeing how this, this uh, understanding of non-duality or non-conceptuality empowers your genuine state of being. And, like, people are like, oh, I want to have good thoughts. You know, if I think positive thoughts, then, you know, I'm going to be a happier person. I'm going to draw to me that which is more positive and wholesome. And that's a wonderful idea. That's such, a, that's such an important positive idea. And it works on the relative level. But then it's like I always have these reoccurring negative thought patterns. I can't help. My mind just always goes into these conceptual loops. And I want to move it over to the positive, but I can't. The, the cure is non-conceptual. Not trying to, to chase after good thoughts, not trying to push away bad thoughts, but to see the basis in which thoughts arise, which is fundamentally non-conceptual. And present and beginningless. Could you maybe explain a bit more what you mean by non-conceptual? Um... There's really simple, like you get super surprised. Might be in a good way, might be in a bad way. And you you catch yourself, you're just shocked, you know. Some some little turn of events happens and shabam, you know, you're like, whoa. If you're able at that moment to notice that state of mind you'd see, whoa, I'm not thinking about anything. Didn't have any idea about this or that. Or, you're in an experience of beauty and reverence. You know, it kind of sneaks up on you, hiking all day in Yosemite on a glorious spring morning you know and you come up there and you get to the view and you're just wow okay can't 
can't wrap my head around it, so I'll just give it a rest. And we get that. There's such a there's such a wonderful feeling of the the majesty of nature in Northern California. It's pretty easy. Get up into the hills, listen to the quiet mm-hmm. of the mountains. Then I'm not having to push away bad thoughts. I'm not having to chase after, you know, positive ideas. And in that space between thoughts, there's a gap. You notice, oh yeah, there's still someone there. There's still some awareness which is present. That is the basis. That's where you can generate equanimity, see the equality, and from that foster the loving kindness of really, really genuinely wanting the happiness for not just oneself, but all the limitless beings. And the most marvelous thing is oneself is included in all the limitless beings. So, and of course, your nearest and dearest is included within all those limitless beings and happen to be the nearest, closest examples. So just start to work on that first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it enriches any situation to really value and cherish and, and want to work for the happiness of the other. Any situation, it gets more enriched through cultivating that type of mind within oneself. Mm. I want to hear that poem that you were you were talking about. Oh, and I want to let you know you're listening to KCFR 90.1 FM Listener Supported Community Radio for the Sacramento Valley, the Foothills, and beyond. You are listening to Love in the 21st Century. My name is Tamara, and I'm here with Adam, and we are talking about what is love. If you have something to add to our conversation, something that has been inspired in you from listening, something you just want to comment on, our phone number is 895-1114. That gets you directly on the air, 895-1114. And, of course, if you have a question, we'd love to answer those. How the dusk was that day. Upon the sunset hill tops of mind, one location is another, and the two intertwine. As the sun sets up a vibration in the bones of buried fathers, and inventions are replaced by natural energies. Light flows branch into sea, minor blazing hues over distant bluing mountains, revealing the golden sea. Major questions melt into joyous answers. The call of the crow's eyes view the rolling green grass which rustles. As Rastaman fingers his beard, satisfied with dinner, leaning back in his chair, his eyes falling on the cook, caught in the fall of their lives. 
The love fills the home in the cool spring air. The golden light warms through the square window panes, the dusk. Is that one of your poems? Yeah, yeah, that came a couple of couple of years ago. Wow, beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, it was a sunset and I was thinking about my buddy who was a Rastaman and his lady and wishing them well, you know. And um I even tried a painting. I think I did a painting like of the sunset up there. Gave it to my friend Catherine. Nice. Where's up there? In Sonoma County. Oh. Yeah. Beautiful sunsets and easily attained hilltops. It's a little different. Up here we got bigger mountains. You gotta work all day, you know, get up there and um It has it has unique benefits this size of landscape as well. Mm, beautiful, such a, a wonderful description. I was just thinking about the the stanza that it says something about uh, the natural energy being created. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, love is definitely a force of its own. I feel that uh, when you before we're talking about how it's um, out of the four um, that you shared that. Love it seems to be love is the, one of the most written about, talked about, um, thought about concepts, and often you know very much uh, specified into the the romantic aspects or just what love can generate within us the the desire to to wake up early, the desire to stay up all night, the desire to to wonder and to think and to dream of what infinite possibilities is just such a powerful force. Um, in all of us, I think, um, whether that love is for an individual, whether that love is for bringing up, bringing something into this world, or love for for another, a child or an animal or um, what have you, it's just that powerful force that is um, an energy that is all its own, mm-hmm. and in many ways does. I do believe. Um, creates our world Mm -hmm. because i think about um uh so many inventions i think of how many inventions (laughs) Mm -hmm. have been created for Mm. the love of others really um the sewing machine was created by a husband for his wife because she had been um hand sewing so many things yeah and he wanted to um you know it was something he wanted to gift to her that so she could more readily be able to craft and do her art um, and then a, a more recent um, something that was shared with me, which is um, with modern technology, um, the a father created this. Um, it's called Voice Options. It's a device that helps um, mm. children that are autistic or really anybody that has limited speech ability to communicate with others that mm. do not maybe comprehend what they're needing. So they're intellectually capable of having these conversations, but they're not. Um, verbally able to express themselves and so there's he created this device so he could actually understand what his daughter's needs were mm. and all you know and that's that's a whole jumping off point there's amazing 
um, advances in prosthetics and and rehabilitating folks um, with the technology now mm-hmm. and the the but it's the care the love you know mm-hmm. we want to be able to see the the guys had a spinal injury and then help them to walk and now they have these things that can trace brain waves from or you know brain stimulus mm-hmm. um in the motion sensors into movement in uh, robotic you know extended stuff that's all of that if it's used properly our technology can be an extension of our love absolutely but in that way it's it it's almost easier when it mimics natural energies when it um the different capacities you know that we have um inherent within our physical structure like warmth and movement and communication these are all things basic to one you know those are those are natural things within one then we see the technology as enhancing them i want to um stay a little warmer tonight so i build a fire and it's big enough more folks can come around you know and then we start to talk we start to play music we start to tell stories bam you have civilization you know you have the 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 roots of all culture mm-hmm. is gathering around the fire telling stories and then it goes on to Hollywood blockbusters, you know, I want to tell this story and and have it reach a lot of people mm-hmm. and be super realistic. You, they don't have to visualize it in their minds. We'll visualize it for them and play it out. But still, it's it's we're using the the qualities which are inherent to the individual and amplifying them intelligently, compassionately. That's a, such a good use of technology. I think um, the the ways in which we could be so-called connecting with one another exclusively online, you know, exclusively electronically. could be um well it's an experiment we don't know you know we've never tried the I'm like we're we're having a conversation now and then the voice is going out over the airwaves and the radio is receiving it and or it's coming across the internet waves and the speakers making it like I'm talking with you and that's magic that's amazing and there's still going person to person going face to face and that is and and the touch this human touch can't be replaced i'm going out on a limb here going on a tangent but mm-hmm. saying how 
the the technology and the screens and all that can take you apart, mm-hmm. even when it's saying, thinking like it's putting you together. Absolutely, it's um, something that can be separating you. If you're calling in and you want to be on the on the air, the number to get on the air is eight nine five one 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 four. I see that there's a line. Uh, flashing, but it's uh, the office line. So eight nine five one 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 four gets you directly on the air, and I, I think that's a really important um, tangent that you're going on, Adam, around the way that technology can really detach us. It creates this like pseudo reality, as though we believe we're actually closer to people than we actually are, mm. and then we um, personify ourselves in a way. I, I see it in um, youth that are growing up and I see it in my own um, generation and I've seen it in myself, you know, as before I was becoming more um, diligent about the way that I use technology, but still at the same time, um, it can personify us um, regardless if it's our intention or not. And that's mm-hmm. what's interesting is you can think that you're using it in a positive way, but the reality is that it's so limiting in terms of the ways in which it exposes us as humans mm-hmm. that it can it, that it comes off one-sided no matter mm-hmm. how you use it because mm-hmm. it's only one image, one perspective into your world. Mm-hmm. And we're all multi-dimensional, complex creatures that That's go right. through every shade of emotion, mm-hmm. whether or not it's posted on Facebook or not. Right. <laughs> the emot- I don't have enough emoticons to successfully communicate, you know, all the, all the depths, all the shades. But um, what we can work on is these... Um, Four immeasurably great catalysts of being, and love being one of them, means um, like an an inner technology. You know, the the metaphor we always use the the latest greatest metaphor for uh, shifting our paradigm, but we think like oh our own operating system, like how my mind operates itself thought by thought Mm. if I upgrade that you know to be more oriented towards loving kindness making that more of a priority I think there's going to be greater happiness I would imagine so but for both you and those around you that's that's You know, we can't, we can't, um, can't compare that with anything. There's nothing else that, that gives you that, that 100% genuine return. (laughs) You know, if I, if I learn to be a good, uh, soccer player or whatever, then, you know, I could, I could have exercise, good vitality and, and win some games or all the growing that you get from that is important. But really saying this idea of taking it seriously, that it's, it is something that can be cultivated, something that can be uh, worked upon and gradually increased within oneself. Mm-hmm. 
it always gives results, always gives like the most deepest. Do you have any suggestions, tips, practices for people that are listening on ways in which they can attempt to cultivate more of this, this feeling of love? Yeah, it's it's a practice, you know. You can set aside a little time, uh, 20, 40 minutes a day, and contemplate it and and cultivate it. And first you know, like you bring to mind those who are who are genuinely close to you and who inspire feelings of love, kindness within yourself. Really easy with your pet. You think of your pet and immediately you just get, oh yeah, they love me. I love them and I want them happy. They're totally dependent upon me. You know, I, I, it's my job to help them still be happy and healthy. But it's not a chore. It's like it's, it's a delight. And so um, bringing that feeling to mind and then gently you know, expanding it out into a larger field and seeing what are the obstacles. Why is it that I think, oh, you know, if I, if I share my love, then it's going to be all dried up. I'll lose it and I won't have enough to share with, you know, the next guy. There's, there's these ideas about it which are overlays. They're like um, stories or projections. You know, from past kind of mythologies that we might have embodied, we might have adopted without being critical, without examining and seeing if they were the case or not. This idea, I have... I have this amount of love, you know, or, you know, I can recharge my batteries by doing this and this and this thing, and then I'll have enough love to share. And then I run out of it, and it's like my love battery needs recharging. But um, bit by bit, through really being honest and going the depths, you can see that there's there's really no beginning or end to it, especially when it's um, engaged in with the with the three others, with the compassion, with the joyfulness, with the equanimity. Then we can see that there's no no boundary. There's no um, upper limit. So obviously, it's never going to run out. It's that beautiful uh, Mom Muse song, you know. Lay your troubles down by the water where the river will never run dry. Mm-hmm. It's like an ocean. It's just always going to be available. Mm-hmm. That's why I joke, I say, oh, it's the number one natural, most important natural renewable resource. Infinitely renewable. Love, it's where it's at. 
Well, I want to thank you so much, Adam, for for being here and talking about love, sharing love and the your knowledge and teachings in Buddhism, giving us a multidimensional look into what is love and a way in which to bring that practice into our lives. And though it may seem, you know, so, like some to pe- some people, twenty to forty minutes on a busy day, you know. But I imagine that if you curb your Facebook time or <laughs> sorry, easily, that. no, I could take it. I could take it out of that easily. Yeah, um, or you're laying in bed after you hit the snooze alarm time. Either one of those, and I'm sure you could find a few extra minutes to just even begin to cultivate the practice of bringing more love in your life. And just as Adam was saying. Being able to spend a bit of time fo- first focusing on those people that really inspire that feeling that you'll be so joyful, so in love with the experience of thinking of those you love that you're probably just going to want to do it more. Yeah. My friends have a, a, a practice of um, sharing their gratitudes. And in, they say that as we share our gratitudes, we just get even more sort of overwhelmed with the feeling of what we're grateful for. And mm-hmm. so we just want to share more and more of what we're grateful for. It's very similar with love. The more we think about what we love, it just generates more feelings of love. You start to think about, oh, I love this person. I love this person. I love doing this. And it just, before you know it. And, and what about that person you love? Mm, yes. Just, oh, so delightful. Mm-hmm. And I love how you've made this forum and and this venue for us to explore these topics. It's so um, gutsy. I always <laughs> see you as as really, you know. It, it seems you make it seem easy. You're just like do here we go talking about love. Mm-hmm. But it's it takes a bit of courage to just be all right. We're not dealing with this opinion and that opinion and this topic, but really going to the heart of the matter. Mm, yeah. I like to, it's very nourishing. It's very nourishing for me. And, um, mm. and so I, I hope it's nourishing for all those out there to really spend some time loving, loving it up, loving it, loving yourself up, loving life up and knowing how powerful really this um, subversive energy that really is um, all around us really is. Thank you so much, Adam. Every time, anytime. We're going to be staying tuned for Ecotopia coming up next. And I want to let you all know about an amazing event that is happening this weekend. It's called the first annual Walk and Roll. It is a fundraiser for the Disability Action Center. There's no fee to participate, so I hope that is... um, doesn't bar anybody from coming you know we really want everybody in the community to show up because the reality is 12.9 percent of our butte county community here lives with some sort of disability 12.9 percent let that settle in there for a second that is literally double the national average and having a dear family member that has had different functionality and as an adult you know have learned it that the reality is a disability um it has impacted my life in the way that I look at the world. And so it's a, something that's very near and dear to me. And I will be there this Saturday. It's in the Chico City Plaza. And it'll be a um, one mile to a three mile walk in the downtown area to bring awareness to those individuals living with disabilities in our community. And we want as many people out there as 
possible because the whole idea is to to have a celebratory event raising awareness that you know we're all a part of this community and there will be information about resources that are available to help individuals and their families so please consider coming out it'll be a great time it's a walk through the 70s so there'll be 70s disco music going down mike g pedicabs will be ushering us through the downtown area so there'll be fun times dress up in your most fabulous 70s gear possible afros platforms you know if you're wearing the platforms make sure you bring some other shoes to walk in we don't want you going in too many uh with any blisters or anything and then there'll be there'll be a dance party later um at duffy's tavern so uh yeah spread the love walk and roll you can find it on facebook and we will be with you next week talking about love in the 21st century here's a song for you from foreigner i want to know what love is Love in the 21st Century is made possible by the generous contributions of KZFR supporters and by Bigfoot Carpet, providing professional installation of carpet, tile, vinyl, laminate, and hardwood flooring for the greater Chico area. Bigfoot Carpet carries a large in-stock selection and is located at 3436 Highway 32 and Suite 100. Bigfoot Carpets can be reached by calling 879-0000 or by visiting bigfootcarpets.com. 
Pull out your phone and get those thumbs ready. The KZFR app is now up to date and available in the App Store for iPhone, iPad, and iPods. Simply visit the App Store and type KZFR into the search bar. New features include the live streaming, show profiles, and DJ profiles as well. The KZFR mobile apps are the simplest way to listen to KZFR besides the radio itself. Don't forget about our Android app available in the Google Play Store as well. Get the app and share with your friends to make community radio everybody's radio. This is FM 90.1 KZFR Chico, listener-supported community radio for the Sacramento Valley, the foothills, and beyond. Up next, Ecotopia. And we'll be talking about science, why it's especially important in our time, what we can do to promote a scientific, rational approach to ecological issues. <laughs> 